Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Baron O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin. I'm excited. This is going to be a great show. We've got a lot of stuff to, to talk about. Um, though I, I do want to talk about, the first thing I want to talk about is I, I just want to let everybody know that occasionally amazing things happen right here in Otsego County. The the centralist central part of New York state. It's a very rural agricultural community. And I know a bunch of people that are big into demolition derbies and, and it's this past weekend, we had the San Filippo smash seven at the Otsego County fairgrounds. And it was like, well, Kevin, I got to tell you, you're, you're not going to believe this when I tell you, but there's like three or four, 400 cars that show up to this demolition derby. This is this is a demolition derby. It's like a volunteer demolition derby. You pay an entry fee. You don't win any prizes. You win nothing. All the money goes. You just win pride. No prizes. You, no pride. Maybe. No, no. I mean, like you, you get the 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 pride of winning. You get yeah. bragging rights. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all you get. And people come from. All over the country, Kentucky, California, Texas, Colorado, Vermont, Maine, and then all, all my buddies that are into it are, are wrecking cars, building cars the, the days before they go in. My, my, my stepson is he big into it. He took over. He took three cars over. I mean, this thing. And, and look, I, I don't know if you know what San Filippo disease is or San Filippo syndrome is, um, but it's a very rare genetic disorder that basically nothing was done about it all until recently. So this was mm-hmm. the San Filippo smash number seven. And they, they broke a goal of, they, they have raised over $500,000 in the seven years that they've been doing this to, to help people who have kids with San Filippo disease and help those kids and, and hopefully spark some more research into perhaps fixing it. It's just a, if you like demolition derbies, which I do, it's a just a beautiful event. Cars getting smashed, people having, you know, demolition derbies. Very exciting. I mean, the dust, the noise, the 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 twisted yeah. metal on the track. It's just an absolute blast. Like Americana is pure Americana distilled into a, a just a beautiful moment. And invariably, the weather's perfect. I don't know how that works, but the weather's always good for the San Filippo smash. That's awesome. Yeah, you've told me about it before. I think you've talked about it on the show. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um, it sounds like a great event, good cause, and a uh, good time. Yeah, so check out Spinning Wheels LLC on Facebook. They do a lot of demolition derbies. They're nice guys. And they this San Filippo Smash, like I said, is a, a, a benefit just for San Filippo research and helping families with who are affected by this yeah. syndrome. Um, and it's just and worth great. the trek, even if you're out here in the Rochester area. Yeah. Yeah, and and you guys could probably even find a way to send them a couple bucks to help them out for next year, whatever. I mean, I, whatever mm-hmm. you want, come to the show. It's it's amazing. You pay twenty bucks to get in. You can sit and watch cars get smashed all day long. 
two days in a row, Kevin, two days in a row. It starts at noon on Saturday and it goes to like midnight on Sunday. Like it's, it's epic. It's nice. just epic level stuff. The stands at the Otsego County Fairgrounds, full, right full to the brim. And everybody is just so cool. Everybody's there for the same thing. Yeah, help raise money and, and enjoy a, a great demolition derby. The builds, these guys build cars. They dump thousands of dollars into these cars that they're just, the, the graphics yeah. on them before they wreck them are absolutely beautiful. They're immaculate. They have contests for that. And then they just turn them into twisted metal, man. They just yeah. junk them. And it's just. No, man, that that, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, so definitely uh, check that out. Um, oh, wait, where, where could, what was it called again? Just if, if anyone the, wants to, to Google it. This is the San Filippo Smash, and it's a yearly event, right. generally towards the end of September, beginning of October. The guys who, who um, volunteer a lot of time and, yeah. and really start putting together Spinning Wheels LLC, and they have a Facebook page. They, they do a lot of demolition derby promotion, but this is their big give back of the year. You know. All right. Well, there you go. All right. That's where you look for it. All right. We should get to the news. We should. We got it. We got we gotta get to that stuff too. Is that sounds cool? Um so New York State news. Yeah. We're gonna talk about our our beloved governor, Kathy Hochul. She's always giving us things. <laughs> She's always like extending her generosity to the peasants. She's wonderful of New York. like that. She's a kind of benevolent god, Kevin. I don't know why more people yeah, don't understand and, that. And you know, generously bestowing on us the right to drink in the morning. Or at least drink in the morning at a state approved uh you know place to dispense beer, which is normally not allowed. Right. But because of the Buffalo Bills playing in London, she's gonna allow it. And this is a, a tweet from her said, with the Buffalo Bills playing across the pond Sunday morning, I know fans will be gathering for the big game and may fancy a pint. I'm directing the state liquor authority extend a deadline for special permits so sports bars and restaurants can serve as early as eight AM. God, God bless her, Kevin. Just just, just uh, jumping in to, to solve a problem after the state took away, you know, bars rights to uh, serve at 8 a.m. They're bestowing it back to us so Kathy Hochul can ride on the popularity of the Buffalo Bills. Thank you, Governor Hochul. <laughs> well, and she's building you know, them a new stadium, too. I mean, she's. That does her sure generosity no, she, she, no, she, bounds, uh, no she's limits. from Buffalo. She loves the Bills. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's subsidizing a stadium or letting us drink at 8 a.m., she's here for the part. Oh, oh, my goodness. Did you see this – is, this is slightly off topic, but did you see her cringe, uh, like, Instagram post where she's, like, calling up, uh, like – uh, spectrum to like get the bills back on the air and stuff on ESPN. Like, did you oh just, like, try to take credit no, for some of that no. stuff? Oh man, it is just it, cringe of cringe. Like, it, I'll I'll have to find the link to it later. It's yeah, it's I, it's gross. I saw a tweet but, or something where she she says she could straighten out the immigration crisis. I mean, it, it almost sounded like she's thinking about running for president. She she could solve these problems in minutes. All the problems. No, I mean she 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 loves like jumping in and like taking credit for stuff and like again quote unquote giving us things when uh like we forget like why why this barrier was there in the first place and you know like it, it, she she did this too with like so like that that recently that the recent thing with the girl getting kidnapped too like she kind of like took a, a a main role in the press conference and everything which i right now it didn't really feel necessary to me Cuomo-esque though i remember cuomo slapping on that windbreaker man and jumping up in the snowplow telling him 
drive very carefully down this road because there's lots no. of snow on the road. I mean, it's just- oh goodness, yeah. Like you're do- doing nothing. Like the police were like out doing their jobs. Like the community was out looking for this girl. Like it's she had nothing to do with it. Just sorry, like she doesn't deserve credit. She's trying to like soak up the glory of like other people doing great things around her, and I think that's gross. And and it's like transparency transparently gross to me I, I don't know maybe maybe it's just me maybe i'm maybe i'm a partisan or something oh, but no. like it's it's not just you kevin i've that's one of the things i've always hated about politicians in general and it's it's not getting better they're not getting classier right like they yes i'm with you man it's not just you you know that though you yeah that. no like like because yeah and it's not just hoko who does this it's, it's all sorts of politicians who do this thing where like they will try to just like be near people who are go- doing cool stuff and then try to absorb some of the credit just by being like ah well this happened in my state in yeah. my congressional district you know let's talk about how great our district is uh, no you didn't you had nothing to do with this like, i mean if she funded it or something all right like out of her maybe pocket or but out like of even our that pocket. but yeah he says out of our pocket, out of our right? pocket. it's like stealing valor what another disgusting trick that politicians do you know like I, first of all she drives me crazy you're absolutely right this is a show that she puts on and again i she learned it like i said from cuomo when he would go out for photo ops or go water skiing with his nipple rings uh, hanging out like it just wild <laughs> wild that that was allegedly he oh, is not confirmed. Okay, well I saw I saw the picture of it and I couldn't quite tell, but it looked like maybe he had all right, maybe it was just a rumor. I don't know. I'm not gonna fat check fact check it. I'm just going with no, it. No, I mean it's it's funnier if we don't, but mm-hmm. uh no wait, but I, I do want that like the, the substance of this rule again, not not just like politicians being gross, although that is like an evergreen topic on the show, but like the substance of this rule is like, you know, should should bars like need a special permit to like serve beer at eight AM? And again, to me, like I, I don't I don't like the the inconsistency of it. Like if you if you think that is a worthy rule, like no one should be able to serve beer until afternoon, then just just do that, right? Like sure. and there are like special bars who are able to like either get special permits for special events to allow and this is what it is. And what she's doing is she isn't like just making it legal for a day. It's, she's extended the deadline so people can apply to ask the state permission to do this thing for a little bit longer. That's all she did. Oh, and it probably costs a few yeah. bucks for that application, I would imagine, right? Um, and then I said there there are some bars like there. There's one bar in Rochester actually that's that's meant for like third shifters. So if you want to get a beer after work and after work happens to be at like seven a.m., sure. Uh, there there are bars in Rochester where you can do that because you know there used to be. Well, still are places that have third shifts and sometimes you, you want a beer after work no matter the time of day and, and um it's there, there's some ridiculous prohibition like hangover from you know that kind of era where the the government promises us our safety promises us our health and provides us with rules to implement that stuff and all those rules are are your typical shakedown of small businesses to fund pet projects like building the buffalo bill stadium yeah um but in general like with, with this rule like honestly I, I don't think you should have to get a special but i think like a, a liquor permit should be a liquor permit right like i get there like a lot of counties have like times when like things close right like monarch county is 2 a.m yep uh erie county i think it's 4 a.m yep new york city wild west you could just be out all night yeah just uh you you want a beer at 5 45 that's all right, there are places that will do that. Now, I mean, honestly, I think that's the generally probably like fine. Like, 
most businesses are, aren't going to want to do that. Like a lot of places, like they're not open till 2 a.m. A lot of places still, they, they close at 11 because like their clientele isn't out after 11. Right. So maybe they're, they're serving like, you know, aging people like me who don't want to be out after, you know, midnight anymore. Yeah. It's, it's this offshoot of these morality laws, right? The blue light yeah. laws. And, and that's where we've gotten to that. They're still in effect. And, and, Sure, I, I can get a local jurisdiction saying, "Hey, we'd like all of our bars to close at one." Um, but the, the the Sunday beer drinking one is like statewide, right? Or is it? Yeah, it's statewide, and you can't get yeah. beer before noon on a Sunday. And I always thought that was ridiculous. You have to you have to plan ahead. You're drinking on Sunday. It's crazy. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it's they uh, beer sales are prohibited on Sundays uh, between three a.m. and eight a.m. Yeah, ridiculous. You know, uh, There's no need for that. And liquor sales are between midnight and eight till nine a.m. on Sundays. Um, and let's see. And then in a bar, it has to be. It's supposed to be after ten a.m. in some places. Like I mean, there's there's a bunch of things, like a bunch of different uh, rules associated with it. Um, Why is this so complicated? Why do they got to be like that? Nanny state yeah. nonsense, you know. No, that's that's exactly what it is, right? It's a, some nanny state nonsense, and uh, I don't know. Like again, the, I generally err on the side of like it, it would be better. It, like they, again, it's it's strange to me. Actually, I was just talking to someone the other day who was talking about how that like they until recently had lived in a in a dry town. It's still a thing. Like, oh, there's yeah. still dry towns out there. Um, and that, like, there are places where you just you can't consume you can't consume alcohol at a public establishment anywhere in that town, right? Like, they yeah. they obviously they can't fully prohibit you from like buying a six pack and going home and consuming it. Yeah the the town but, I, the town I I went to high school in is still a dry town. It's never had a bar that I know of. Um, they they can do some package sales, I think now, um, at one of the local convenience stores, but forever that we had to go you know all the way down to sydney or over to oneana to get beer like it was just a thing like they have a golf course there they don't sell beer at the golf course what kind of crazy stuff is that that's nuts that's nuts (laughs) don't sell beer at a golf course i know that doesn't even and and it's a great i thought that was mandatory it's a run by a family that i went one of the kids i went to high school with they're great people but they can't sell yeah. alcohol. It's just yeah, just the way it is. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like it, there's 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 these weird relics of prohibition. You're right. It's 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 weird relics of like, you know, um, because we we have that with like the way we distribute beer too, and it's kind of it's kind of broken down. And actually, in part because of Cuomo, like this one of the few good things he did is just making it easier for craft breweries to start up and everything. Yeah, that was actually um, he did do some deregulation there. There was a big big push because new york state is the home of hops like that used to be a hops powerhouse all over new york state counties that used to be agrarian are have um all sorts of land going fallow so there was this big drive for this this several year period to try to get people to grow hops they were sending people out from cornell cooperative extension there were there were professors doing um live talkies or live speeches at, at local community centers. Um, the foothills performing arts had one, um, that I attended. I had a, a client that was interested in perhaps turning some of his land into a hops growing facility. And so it was really an interesting time. I, I see some hops farms have, have taken off, 
but for the most part, it, it really never, it didn't really seem to fully penetrate. Most of them kind of just dried up, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, a few, few places. Um, and I mean, like they, they're round, right? Like they, it, it's, it's still a thing and it's still a, a big region for it. And I think New York state's still one of the biggest regions outside of the Pacific Northwest for hop production. But yeah, yeah. and and our hops are good. And and the issue I think is is that there's not the processing facilities needed to meet the the potential for growing hops. So it's like you grow 10 hops plants, you're not going to be able to find somebody to buy your hops. It's going to be the big guys who build the big processing facilities that can package that stuff. And like they I think if I remember correctly, they they um cryovac it in a nitrogen base to keep the leaves. Uh, the hops buds or well, flowers to keep yeah well it depends on, on how yeah if you you can do it in like a an environment that that's not doesn't have oxygen in it or anything else that's going to activate bacteria you could do that if you're doing like the, the fresh hop cones uh and you want to do like dry hopping or something like that or they can grind it up into a little powder and put it in like pellets or cones that way um yeah. and then you know, that's, that's how most beer is done. But like now, like the IPAs, you get that, like, if you want like the good scent and not just the bitterness, like it's a, uh, a lot of people will dry hop them. All right. You sound like, a- anyway, I'm you know, that craft beer guy. I'll, I'll be honest. I drink, I drink my MK ultra and I basically <laughs> stick with the light beers. Uh, I mean, I, I'm drinking a lager right now, but uh, th- th- I know, I know a little bit about it. I, I was actually, I, I worked at the, the, uh, Tennessee brew house for a little bit and nice. I gave like some of the tours there. Um, so I had to learn a little bit about beer and then where the Genesee water came from and you know, yeah. all, that, the, all the, all the steps, the brewing process. It was, it was fun. So I got to learn a little bit about that. And that was at the time when like that, the, there was that big push for the hops resurgence and everything. So it was kind of fun to see that happen and, and to see how that ended up impacting like Rochester and everything. Yeah. I think overall it was a net positive. So, you know, there, there are still some, some, breweries that uh have survived and it's it's basically fun you know um and and it does it does put put to use some agricultural land in your state that was was going fallow so it's all in all in that positive they could have achieved it through freedom probably but you know they basically kind no of legislated it out but okay yeah it's bad. that's how it goes Anyway, I mean, gosh, we, we, I think we've gone on like several tangents for <laughs> this <laughs> this segment. But we made uh, and, that was what that that's what's yeah, important. Uh, mostly, yeah, I, I think like the the most important message here is that um, don't don't let Hochul get away with doing stuff like that. It's gross. Stop it. Like it's just, just everything. Every time a politician gets up and tries to like absorb the glory from other people who are actually doing cool stuff, or or teams that are doing cool stuff like the Bills, no, just don't. Like negative credit for that. Like it has the opposite effect on someone like me. So every time I know what you're doing, politicians, stop it. Just stop it. I don't know if we're their target market anyway, though. No, probably not. There's <laughs> probably. Yeah, maybe not us. Maybe not the folks listening to the show. I'm sure someone else, but like, gosh, now like I know what they're doing. It just bugs me. <laughs> it just bothers me. Anyway, uh, and and that's why also you know I'd never be a successful politician because I'm so grossed out by the idea of doing that, but it's probably necessary to get ahead. Yeah, yeah, yuck. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we're heading up uh, on our first break. Uh, thanks again, folks, for joining us here on a free solution. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the NRA settlement in the state and. Uh, 
progression and stuff. Be back here on a free solution in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. Just so wild. Politicians are so wild. How about the Bills, though? Hammering yeah. Miami. Squish the fish. They It was beautiful, man. It was just... Yeah. I actually watched some of the game, um, which is weird for me because I don't really spend a lot of time watching football. But, man, oh, man. They looked pretty sharp. I got to be honest. Yeah, it was great. Stars shoot I was jealous. I had several friends who were at the game. I think my my brother might have ended up going to that game too, but uh, I saw I saw the tickets, the ticket prices. I was like, "All right, I can sit on like the very tippy top row for three hundred some odd dollars a piece." That's good deal. Yeah. Not and real. I said I'm going. To, I'm gonna I'm gonna be at the Patriots game on New Year's Eve, uh, freezing my butt off. I was hope um, global warming kicks in. You know. That's. New Year's Eve games, they're 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 total crazy. It might be like sunny and fifty degrees, or they'll be like two feet of snow. You never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> so I've got I've gone to a lot of those because a lot of times the Miami games will be late in the year, and so I'll I, I've gone to a lot of those. And uh, this time I'm gonna be be there on New Year's Eve, taking the gamble on whether or not I'm gonna I'm gonna freeze. Nice, very nice, but. I've been to a couple of anyway. cold Buffalo Bills games. I've been to a couple of like, you know, September, October ones where you're still sweating and it's hot yeah. and muggy and all that stuff. I, I, I hate those crowds, ones are fun. So I hate oh. I hate going to the games, but I mean, so Bills games are probably great like eight years ago, but uh, but now <laughs> now it's gonna be it's gonna be packed there. I remember I remember going to a Miami game when like uh like Tyrod Taylor was still the QB and it was just the tickets were like. 30 bucks for the 100 section and there's just just not a lot of people there no i went to a uh actually went i i was on the field for the the bills um jets game for the warm-up while those guys were warming up that was one of the most wildest football experiences of my entire life it was when brett Favre was playing for the jets for a little while and they came up to buffalo and my little brother was a ups dude right and he was kind of like a new manager and he he kind of like broke a mold and they were all very excited to kind of celebrate my brother's success. So they gave him tickets to the Bills game and he got to drive the little UPS golf cart out onto the field. So like to, Oh, it's fun. That was absolutely fantastic. And I'll tell you what, like those dudes are really big. Even the kicker, like a six foot tall dude, like looks skinny oh, yeah. on TV. That dude is a literal monster compared to like me and you and everybody you know. Like these no, guys, they're, they're all giants, and and they're like talented and fast too. Yeah, like, yeah, they're like, you know they're they're gonna be like the fastest three hundred and fifty pound person you've ever seen in your life. It's and like TV doesn't quite do it justice. It's just wild. Uh, who was was Marshawn Lynch running running back for them? I think he was then, and, and he was, yeah. And Brett Favre, now Brett Favre gave me the old man nod. We both kind of like, yeah, we, you know, it was pretty cool. It was like his That's last awesome. last season in the NFL. Yep. 
No, didn't he go to the Vikings after that? Yeah, for like a game or two, something like that. He didn't yeah. last long there, I don't think. No, that's uh, that's where Aaron Rodgers is going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Aaron Rodgers. I don't even. Yeah. Oof. What a way to end your football just... career, probably. It'll be hard to come yeah. back. It's going to be hard to come back from that. That kind of injury is so severe. Yeah, no, that uh, stinks. I mean, he's he's trying to come back this year. You'll see. I mean, he's still on the podcast and everything. He's, he he was he was mocking Travis Kelsey for doing a Pfizer ad, which <laughs> I thought you would have picked up on. But oh my god, that hold it is that that's Shania Twain's boyfriend, <laughs> Taylor Swift, <laughs> something like that. The NFL won't shut up about like that's it. So that's the actual conspiracy. Like that's the conspiracy I buy. Is that like. This whole dating thing is contrived to try to bring in a new demo into the NFL. It's you know I saw some stats about it, like did, or heard some stats about it on the radio today. It was some sort of crazy number, like a twenty five percent increase in viewership because Taylor Swift was at the football game. Like, yeah, because she, she was at the the Jets game and she was at the um, that was the whatever the previous one was with the Chiefs. Um, but yeah, no, it got got big attention, and like at the at the Jets game, they cut to her like every few seconds. It was oh ridiculous. God. Who needs that? That was a Sunday night game. But anyway, we we should we should get back to the show. <laughs> yeah, we should get back to the show. Um, so we'll we'll go back in five seconds. A free solution. To a free solution. Kevin was your host today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Marion O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin. Like, how's it going, buddy? Oh, living the dream, Tim. Living the dream. I, so, Tim, you got a topic for us? Yeah. Well, we were we were just talking about Kathy Hochul and her just her her magnanimous, her benevolence, her her you know her ability to spend taxpayer money to benefit us. Um, or let's maybe look at it a different way. The NRA just got awarded a half a million dollars from New York State for their participation in the uh, New York State Rifle and um, Pistol Association versus Bruin. And a New York judge ordered the state to pay $447,700.82 in legal fees to the NRA for their participation in that case. So basically the lesson to be taken, Kevin, or one of the many lessons is that our money gets wasted on these unconstitutional laws that, that we have put into place. Like there was, what what do you think about this? This is crazy, right? Like they will yeah, take our money I, and throw it in a freaking trash can. No, I mean, this is a thing that happens all the time. And, and she, she's playing the same gamble by like the, the, with some of the recent uh, laws that got passed, the recent gun control laws got passed to knowing darn well that they're going to get uh, shot down in court. But it's not her money that she's gambling with. Right. Like knowing knowing darn well that she's going to have to pay the legal fees for places if she loses and and does these unconstitutional things. So not only is she violating people's rights and willing to throw away hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars in paying for her own legal fees, plus the legal fees of her opponents. uh 
for a thing that like the only thing that it really helps is her political career. It helps her virtue signal more effectively to her political base. Yeah, I was going to bring um, up and, campaign advertising in a way, right? Because there's a yeah. certain number, um, a pretty high percentage of New York State is very interested in and very committed to furthering these these gun control regimes because of basically faulty statistics and virtue signaling. But okay, let's we can have that conversation, you know. I get that people want more gun control, but when you do it illegally and when you do it through via executive order and when you do it legislatively with short notice and with no real debate, you're going to end up with yeah. really bad laws that are going to get challenged and overturned. Yeah, you do. You end up with laws like the ones that we have right now that are ineffective, discriminate against like many gun owners, but particularly, you know, ones who are like, uh, who have less money. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, Say it, brother. Yeah. Like it discriminates against, discriminates against poor people. It makes them harder to access effective training equipment and ammunition. Effectively defending their mm -hmm. homes and their property, and, and it's a real problem. It's discriminatory. It's they they can have all the guns they want because they have all of our money already. They're paying themselves with our money. They can pay for their security through our taxpayer dollar, and then. We can't defend ourselves because, well, we can, but it's going to cost us more and it's going to be discrimination. It's yeah, economic right. stratification, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And so, yeah, there, it, it now gets more and more expensive to like exercise uh, one of the forms of, of self-defense or you do it illegally. Right. And a lot of people who were doing it legally before are now made in the criminals because of New York state law. Isn't that the worst piece of, of these, these authoritarian gun control edicts is that you could be completely legal with your, your personal setup one day. And then the next day you could be on the hook to get thrown into a cage for, for a new law that gets put into place. It's it, something about that seems fundamentally yeah. unjust. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that, um, I mean, it's one of those things like, Oh, it, it, they call it closing loopholes, right? Like they're not loopholes. It's just a legal way of doing things. And I know we're closing loopholes for the people who are getting around the laws. <laughs> oh, you mean following the laws? Come on. Holy cow. Um, it, it's a weird time. I'm glad that the NRA won. I'm glad that the NRA actually did participate because I probably have reported in the past that this was simply the New York state rifle and pistol association versus Bruin, but the NRA did materially participate. They're very excited about this, this award that they're getting in. And they, they feel that it's a, a sign that other legislation that they have pending is probably going to go their way. So, I've made fun of the NRA, but I am, I, I got to say thank you to them too, that they participated materially in the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, and, and that they are making noise about winning very good cases. And and I do like the fact that they 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 did shake us down for $500,000. Like, I don't like that our money was wasted, but I like that they got retribution against the state for their unconstitutional behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> and look, there's still a lot to not like about the NRA, but I, I you yeah. know, we've got to, I've got to give them props when I give them, you know, I've given them lots of criticism and, and my criticisms of them have been fair in the past for sure. But they're on the right side of this one. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So should we talk, start talking about some of the congressional stuff? We, do, do you want to start on the serious end or the silly end? Let's, let's, let's start on the, the, serious end okay let's serious. do that we'll keep it serious then we'll go lighthearted in the last segment but like look I, I, 
and you and I were talking ahead of the show and, and you've made jokes in the past. Like when, when Adam Schiff said something reasonable and I was just like, Oh my God, what do I do with this? You're like the worst person in the world said something amazing right now. We've got a guy from Florida doing the people's work, Kevin. I don't think there's any other way to describe it. What do you say? Uh, you're talking about representative Matt Gates. Yeah. Matt Gates. Yeah. So yeah, he, uh, I, I retweeted a good speech he had on Florida. Cause like, so if you, if you haven't heard the news, um, for the first time ever, ever, apparently, uh, the, the U S house of Representatives. Oh, I just knocked out my video. The U S house of representatives has, uh, decided to of the house. They, they have kicked Kevin McCarthy out. He is no longer a speaker of the house. There's an interim speaker. Uh, this has never happened before. Um, and this happened in part because of several of the, I mean, if you, you listen to the media, the, the hard right side right. of the, the, the right. aisle uh, has decided that they're going to exercise what they said they could exercise when they voted him in because they want to allow for a, a simple process to bring a vote to remove him as uh, a speaker. And what they wanted was they wanted to be able to actually vote on you know, at least like consolidated like budget appropriations bills, right? Like do the normal process, something we haven't done in decades now. And so, um, and, and a bunch of people are like, again, how, do, how did this happen to you when they held the vote? Uh, most of the Republicans ended up voting to keep him as speaker. Uh, a, a small block of Republicans, including um, uh, th- this congressman, Matt Gates, they voted to remove him along with all the Democrats, right? Yeah. And so, because the Democrats, well, they're just, they're partisans. Like, oh, yeah, we can uh, make the, the Republicans look like a mess. Sure, we'll so do that. The, so all the Democrats voted to remove him, and now they're all crowing about the disorganized and disunity shown in the Republican Party. But they yeah. voted I mean, to get rid of this guy. They, yeah, they voted to get rid of him, right? Like, it, like it's so funny. Like, I see all these Democrats. Oh, man, these Republicans, they're a mess. And, like, you know, uh, I, even, like, reasonable members of Congress on the Democratic side, they're like, oh, yeah, I know he compromised. And, like, he made sure that, like, he worked with us to, like, keep the government open and running and, like, brought a bunch of us over and, and did what he was supposed to do. But, like. But he wasn't promising us enough. And that, that's literally what I've seen from folks. Like, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, Jeff something, on, uh, that we see on TikTok. Yeah. He, um, I mean, you were. He was usually a pretty reasonable guy, but he's like, yeah, he didn't promise us enough. I'm like, all right, what would you want? Like, how much log rolling did you need to, like, make this, like, to keep the guy who, like, you thought was doing a good thing by keeping the government open? Okay. Who's willing to reach across the aisle? Who's willing to compromise? And again, I'm not defending them. Like, actually, I think I think that that Representative G- Gates is right, and like the the radical Republicans are right on this one. Yeah. Not on most of their issues. We talked about this last week. Not on most of their issues, but I think they're absolutely right that there should be a normal budgetary pro- um, process in Congress where they should be bringing individual spending bills up for a vote, where they should be allowing amendments and allowing discussion on the floor. That is how Congress is supposed to work, and it hasn't operated that way in forever and he made a promise to allow it to operate that way and he failed to uphold that promise it deserves consequences it's so funny because they did exactly what you and i knew that they were gonna do and they 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 crafted a bill they they wadded everything into it they hung it over everyone's head they said if you don't pass this the government's gonna shut down and weirdly enough this this freaks me out because everybody i talked to is like yeah let it shut down but apparently 
in, in the general populace, people that are not contrarian, people that are not libertarian, and people that don't dislike the government as much as we do, get upset apparently mm-hmm. when the government is is shut down for whatever right. reason i have no i don't understand why because nothing changes in their life and it's always a temporary thing to bring some fiscal responsibility back to that our our house chamber you know but okay all right you guys win let's be upset over them shutting down the government for two days or two weeks or whatever and everybody gets still gets paid and- <laughs> well, the sad part is that it doesn't it doesn't save money yeah it doesn't it, right it doesn't save money i get that it part matter. but it's it's still a lever to to try to bring and every time it's been used you know the shutdown is to bring in a, a measure of accountability it's never like you know Hey, you guys are spending way too much. It's always like we we need to dial back our spending. That's why we're yeah. we're hammering this we point. To, con- you know, we need to continually have this thing where we procrastinate till the absolute last possible minute, and then do a four thousand page like continuing resolution bill um, yeah. to just keep the government running at the same levels again and yeah. again over and over. And actually, I'll, I'll read the Representative Gates' tweet. He said. Uh, I don't think voting against Speaker McCarthy is chaos. I think $33 trillion in debt is chaos. I think not passing single-subject spending bills is chaos. I think being governed by continuing resolutions and omnibus bills is chaos. Chaos is some somebody we cannot trust with their word. That is why I moved to vacate the chair. Yeah, no, and I, make sure I, have, I, read a, that. Yeah. I have a fire quote from him too, Kevin. He, 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 and I love that, that tweet from him, but he said, this is during one of his speeches when he moved to vacate the chair. I take no lecture from those who would grovel and bend knee to the lobbyist and special interests who own our leadership. And they started booing him. And he goes, boo all you want. <laughs> we have hollowed out uh, this town and borrowed against the future of our future generations. And it was a very kind of, when he said, boo all you want, I was kind of like, yes, let them have it, man. And look, Guys, the rhinos were apoplectic. They were losing their minds. Some little angry dude broke the freaking gavel when he chamed, when he when he. Oh, yeah, that, that's the the interim speaker. Yeah, well, he was pretty upset, man. He he was wild, and you could see like a couple like guys that should eat less sugar were getting getting ready to get all physical <laughs> with Matt Gates, and I think Matt Gates would have wrecked them. Like it would have been it would have been no yeah. contest there. That's funny. That's. No, but that's a that's a great line. That's a it, it just reminds me of that that line from Rick and Morty. That's great. That's a yes. you know I know uh, you know uh, was it your your booze mean nothing? I've seen what makes you uh, cheer. Which you know, it's, it's which I I paraphrased on my Twitter account. Your yeah. booze mean nothing. I've seen what makes you cheer, and then I made some reference to me paraphrasing Rick and Morty, who were pet, who was Matt Gates was paraphrasing or or something along those yeah, lines. Right. It was it was great. It's good yeah, stuff, it's, man. So this this led good, right but, into silliness already, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, like on on the serious side of things, I like getting. I, I don't know what they're gonna do now. I don't know what the house is gonna do if they're gonna just chill with an interim speaker for, you know, um, until the next election, yeah, or if they're gonna elect someone who is good and smart and sensible and will accomplish the things that they want to do, or if a handful of breakaway Republicans will join with the Democrats to like elect the Democratic speaker. We'll see. Yeah, well, I, there's a couple of ideal nominations out there. Um, yeah, we, but 
J- Jacob, Tim, you know what we're going to do? Jacob what, Chansley what? is campaigning for the position, all right? That's the oh, the guy with the horns that just got let out of prison. He feels as though he would be an adequate yeah. speaker of the House. You, you do you do not need <laughs> – Goodness, you do not need to be a, a a member of the House of Representatives to be Speaker of the House. It could be anyone. It could be, right. be this gentleman. It could be, um, you know, Justin Amash, who might be good, Justin or you Amash know, Amash would be good. He would, yeah. Or you know, it could it, it could be uh, George Santos, who, who can you know serve even uh, if he gets expelled from the house that, would be my, that was gonna be my second nomination you you beat me to it like yeah, uh, if right. it's not jacob chansley i want george santos he's the right guy for the job man you you yeah. get stuff done you know he will yeah. uh but anyway we, we have to we have to head to a break thanks again for joining us here on a free solution we're gonna be back in just a few minutes talk to you soon I saw kicked around on Twitter. Trump for speaker. Oh, goodness. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want, you want political grandstanding. That would be epic. Uh, that would be epic. Just um, He'd straighten that situation out just like he did. Just like he drained the swamp in his first term. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one, I so so John says. Sadly, the Supreme Court voted against third parties this week. Larry was incensed, and uh, I, I didn't I didn't see the case. I thought I saw someone tweet. So I haven't looked into it, but like this week, the Supreme Court basically said the cases that they won't be taking. And I assume that the the challenge to New York State's um, obliteration of independent uh, nominating bodies and political parties is uh, was one of the cases that the Supreme Court decided not to take up. That must be, yeah. I I actually didn't catch this. Um, Larry's more yeah. tuned with that stuff. Larry definitely is um, motivated to get the Libertarian Party on the ballot in New York State, and I think that's yeah. that's a great idea. Um, he, he's going to bring all of his energy onto that, and it would be nice if if honestly, like I, I went to um, one of Larry's court cases, and I really felt like they they had a better argument, but and I felt like the judges were receptive to, to his argument and his position. And then they came yeah. back with a ruling that didn't really line up with the way they were acting in the court. It's just, they're, they're weird. They're political animals. You see it even in their political writings, even uh, justice Breyer was, was writing um, something about uh, the Bruin case. And he, he referred to the political culture right now. And as if that's important to the second amendment, why would that be important to the second amendment? Like how, how can the political concerns be important to a natural inherent right? I don't understand that. You know, I don't know where they get that from. So, yeah. Well, weird. You know, they're it's, weird. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's important because, you know, their job, it's their job to come up with keep weird it. interpretations of the law that don't make any sense. Yeah. Now that's uh unfortunately it is it is a thing. But um we we'll, we'll go back in in about 30 seconds and and folks we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about some of the weirder stuff mm-hmm. with uh with Congress. So that let, let us know your thoughts on um on any of the strange things going on in Congress cuz it's it's funny. It's a, it's it's a silly segment. It's it's that's that's what it's gonna be. Um, goofy news. All right, we're gonna go back in five, four. A free solution. 
welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson yesterday, joined by Tim, the Freedom Baron O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin. And this yeah. this is going to be our wild news section, I guess, right? We're going to be talking about just epic things going on in Congress, the Senate, in Congress. I think, in this case. Uh, Senate, or which thing do you want to talk about? You go first. You pick one. See, because I, I was going to talk about the fire alarm thing. Oh, do it. Let's talk about that. What in the world? Okay, yes. You introduce yeah. the story. Right. So uh, there's a, a, a member of Congress who was trying to get to a vote. He was trying to, to, to leave like one of the, the, the house off, office building uh, buildings, and he was trying to rush to get to the Capitol building, right? That's uh, his story. Yeah, that's what that's what he says, Jamal uh, Bowman, and uh, this is this is what he says, and he, uh, you know, walks up to a door that, like, it, it says like the alarm's gonna go off if you like open the door, but that's not what he did. He said he got confused and he thought he needed to pull the fire alarm to get to the door, and then he set it off, and like it's it's just a, it's a strange story. Like it, like again, this is a dude who's like a school principal who like knows darn well what happens when you pull the fire alarm like it's very clearly labeled fire alarm it's not it's not a mystery but um you know he may have been doing it to to you know for for other reasons he said he didn't realize it was going to trigger an alarm he was trying to get to an urgent vote but somebody's like what well, was he trying to delay the vote was trying to do something else um, um our man thomas massey who who didn't like which surprisingly didn't like Kevin McCarthy's removal. He thought it was a, a sign yeah. of disorganization. I was a little surprised by that, but okay. I respect mm-hmm. him. I respect his opinion. Yeah, he I think he voted for him before. He he ended up coming around to 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 support him. He thought it was uh the, the best move uh to to elect a speaker and yeah. he was the best among like maybe not ideal choices. Yeah, so there you go. But he he, he was unhappy, but he he was saying that the Democrats were kind of slow walking this vote they were like coming in and and one at a time and then all of a sudden as they're kind of slow walking this vote the the former school superintendent or school principal excuse me jamal bowman pulls a fire alarm that's that's a felony this guy should be i would what do they do censor him and then try him in in Regular court, what do they do with congressmen? There's there's some they get some immunity from law, but like this guy should definitely this is like an insurrection, Kevin. It's like an insurrection. It's it's, it's like the same thing. It's, it's just January like 6th, an insurrection, right? like, Kevin. It is just like it. It's just um, like an insurrection. No. Uh so like I mean it normal people, like you, there there sometimes are consequences for pulling a fire alarm when you don't need to. And again, they, a lot of schools they can suspend you for doing that. Uh what the House of Representatives could do, I, I've seen some people like, oh, should, they should prosecute them to the full extent of the law, throw the book at that. Ah, no, like, th- yeah, they should. To, to me, <laughs> they they could like censure him or something, right? right. Like, because yeah, like he's like I no one I I can't imagine anyone really buys like that it was an accident. And again, Democrats don't. My goodness, don't debase yourselves by being like, oh, I believe him when he he said it was an accident and it's just an innocent mistake. No, it wasn't. Stop it. Just be like, yeah, now he messed up. He shouldn't have done that. You've got to give moving on credit, Kevin. They're very good at circling the wagons, like over bad behavior, over you um, know. Well, yeah, well, that's a that's that's what political tribes do, right? Like it is. That's why I'm I'm 
I'm bad at it. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, like I'm not good. I was, I was a Republican for a while. I was bad at that. Yeah. And people are, all right, well, we got to defend our guy. I'm like, no, why? That guy stinks. Mm-hmm. He's being a jerk. Why would I defend him? I don't, I don't want to be associated with that. I mean, they haven't made a, like lot of, with. a lot of comments, but I did see some people taking pictures of this sign that says, open this door and an alarm will sound. And they're like completely understandable. And I'm like, what? Like, what? I, I wish I could remember the guy's name because we should air it out here, but I can't remember it. And tweets slip out of my mind pretty fast. But like what he did was kind of reprehensible. Now, I sure, would I like to see him lose his job over it? Absolutely. I think he's a horrible legislator. I think he's a... a, a other than dunking on him for this like i do not know a lot about him what's that other than dunking on him for this uh i don't know a lot about the guy oh he, he's had other fits about gun control where like he's having this quiet conversation with massey and somebody's filming it and a reporter walks up and he starts screaming about you know he just goes off wild he, he's 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 an emotional manipulator and he's one of the guys that I think are debasing our society, right? They're, they're kind of like hustlers and kind of like, and look, this is going to maybe make some people mad or, or whatever, but I don't think he is of sound moral character. I think that he's an, an emotional manipulator and, and a narcissist who's, who's looking for spotlight kind of stuff. And, and that kind of guy is exactly the kind of guy that would pull a fire alarm to disrupt a proceeding, you know? Like, that's my democracy yeah. he's assaulting, bro. I can't hear stuff I say, but still, I don't like the guy. I think he's bad, and I'd like to see him face some consequences, some severe consequences. Severe consequences. All right, man. I if you say so. Um, (laughs) All right. So what? What? What other stuff? You want to talk about something in the Senate? Well, yeah, we've got another kind of semi-libertarian hero out there, Kevin, who's who's rejecting the theories of of you know storing his money in the bank and he wants to be prepared for this digital currency stuff so he's converting his assets into gold and and hard cash baby uh senator bob menendez from new jersey has rejected banking normal banking systems for lining his suit jackets with currency and gold and i i I for one appreciate that literal gold bars literal gold Um, bars bro yeah that's like just a, you know, get a bit big believer in in you know a a, a solid uh, currency, gold gold backed dollar. Yeah. Uh, I'd assume. Arguably, he no. got the money from Egypt, and he serves on the Foreign Relations Committee, and we provide them with he all did. sorts of funding. He did, yeah. You know that that might have had something to do with it. Where um he he you know didn't arguably. <laughs> yeah, he didn't disclose that like maybe he was talking to the Egyptian government about yeah like how money would be distributed to their government for like military aid and other types of aid and you know maybe taking again literal gold bars as a bribe um plus like Mercedes or like a, a, a like a car um and there's there's all sorts of like other stuff like the the, the indictment's pretty real just, just um just out of left field with this guy though Kevin nothing like this has ever happened with this guy ever this, before the, yeah doesn't have a history of, of this a, a, at all are you um, not talking about 2017 are you that he was acquitted of that stuff bro. yeah he's acquitted. it has a ancient history um this guy is this guy you know like it 
he's corrupt. He's and not even like legal corrupt. This guy is breaking the laws all over the place. He's 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 the the word that I would use in our regular show. I can't use on the radio, but this guy is is making a mess of the process and making a mockery of the system and has always been a bad dude. He's gotten away with it forever. Like that's the thing about this corruption that we're experiencing. This is why I got excited about what Matt Gates said, that these guys are are bending knee to lobbyists and, and taking basically bribes from from for access to our pocketbook. And that's what Bob Menendez yes. is doing. And that's what he did. And there's no making any mistakes about it. And again, here's where the Democrats, once again, are going to circle the wagons and protect this guy because they need a seat. Look at what they did with Diane. Yeah, Einstein, bro. For, <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about, we'll talk about her in a minute, but um, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting too. Cause I, I, I think there's been a bit less of that. Like it's, it's so kind of like out in the open, how again, like the the gold bars thing makes an impression, right? That's what we're talking about. That's what we're joking about. It's because like it's it makes an impression. Like literally, he's, he's taking like cartoonish bribes from. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not it's not even subtle, um, and you know, and and like they're they're also kind of resenting. Like he he basically said that, uh, he's being discriminated against because he's Latino and stuff. And people are like, what are you what are you talking about? Like it, the, c- corruption, as it turns out, um, knows no racial boundaries. Um, it, it's for everybody. Yeah, well, um, and to try to, to, to play that card isn't working, even among Democrats and especially among Latinos. Like, no, man, just nope. You just did, you did bad things. He he did. He does. The, the in twenty seventeen, he got away with taking a lot of money from a friend for you know the, the, allegedly. Allegedly, no, it, it, no, that was that proven. He admitted that he took the money. It was just, oh, that, did he? I, I thought it was still uh, like an accusation. Oh, yeah, that it was a hung jury because, um, it, they were voting 10 to 2. Like, two people, two only two people in New Jersey on this jury wanted to convict him, the other 10 weren't really clear about whether the money he took could be construed as a bribe or not. Like, he definitely took, yeah money and lots of right and, and actually we, we should clarify like, this whole thing like the, the gold bars thing at this point they're i mean they're, they're pretty legit sounding accusations from mm-hmm. like uh like and again there's a lot of material evidence right? like but it is is accusations that prosecutors could be lying or misrepresenting what happened like it, it could happen but like, it, seems, it seems pretty bad yeah but if we're going to convict a guy in the court of public opinion let it be this guy <laughs> yeah no it Guy feels like he deserves it. Um, yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I've never liked him. <laughs> no, um, and he's another polemic. Like he, he's another guy that plays plays identity politics, and and those things make me sick. You know. No. Um, and so yeah, we haven't talked about like the uh, Senator Feinstein uh, passed recently. Yeah, uh, again, she was a. Uh, very old. Uh, California is going to have a a new senator, um, yeah, and it's interesting because she's kind of known for being a um a, a fundraiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, very talented. Ponza Butler. Yeah, she. Uh, it, was she involved in like Emily's List or something? Um, yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. That's it's it's interesting. Uh, but like. Well, we talked we talked about the uh, the late California senator before and how it was 
I don't know. It was, it was, it was a combination of ridiculous and sad what was happening there. Uh, she she was, didn't even know. Right. She was being encouraged to show up and take votes um, when she was very ill um, because because she was a swing vote. She was a it kept she was on a committee that was relatively important and her vote was very important. She She was, you know, not remembering having voted. She was not she, she was she should not have been working. She should have been living and relaxing and finishing her days with dignity. Um, but because of the way our system works, she was there being used as a pawn in the machine, the uniparty machine to get things like funding votes for Ukraine and to, to just keep that slim sliver of power that, that means everything, I guess, in a democracy, that that one vote edge could could make all the difference in the world as to who you whose whose pockets you grease in return for the grease you got. It's a yeah. weird system, Kevin. And as you can tell, it frustrates me. Yeah, that's frustrating. You know, and and with the, the new senator from California, again, her her role has been has been part of greasing that system, right? Like it's it it's what it is. She she was a consultant that worked on Newsom's campaign and on Kamala Harris's campaign and it was a fundraiser with a major democratic funding organization and has been in elected office anymore, but it's very familiar with all of the players and the people. And yeah, I don't know, like it's no, it's where the feels, skeletons are buried and maybe has a few that they maybe. I don't know. Like like again, maybe maybe this person is a given her experience is a good fit for blue California, but uh yeah, but her her experience to me it kind of raises more red flags than anything else yeah um and yeah i don't know i, I like it it i don't know I, I don't like to end on hopeless notes right like <laughs> yeah. it, like is it like it but it but, but a lot of stuff going on in congress bums me out like and we've talked about like ousting the speaker which yeah maybe it could turn out good maybe maybe they come to their senses and they they choose justin amash as a speaker and they restore normal order in the house yep. and have the deliberative process that our constitution and our founders intended maybe that's what happens and we get to report on that over the, the report we get to, to bs about that over the next two weeks yeah um look i but, I, I don't hate jim jordan he's he's a potential no. yeah no he'd be interesting yeah he would be a I, th- I think yeah i think jim jordan would be good so maybe, maybe there there's some good options out there so hopefully that's what happens all right there, there's me not ending on a pessimistic note that maybe maybe congress comes to its senses and does something like responsible for once or jacob uh, chansley i mean that would be awesome or, yeah or they do something funny and we'll talk about that too yeah that would they, they could very well do something funny yeah on that note though uh we do have to we do have to wrap up the show we're, we're coming close to the end thanks again for joining us here on a free solution uh and Folks uh, who are listening online, and we're, we're going to restore this Facebook page. We're going to fight Facebook. We're going to we're going to get back online. But if you missed part of this because you were looking for our show, um, or you missed part of this because you're listening on WYSL and yet you, you caught part of it in your car, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Go find our podcast. It's, it's all over the place. You can listen to all of our episodes, like the entire backlog, way back to when Andrew Hollister was hosting oh, Radio yeah. Free New York. You, we got we got years of content back there. Go get all that stuff. We have hundreds of podcasts. But <laughs> literally, I think there's like over 500. <laughs> wow. We're all right. But thanks again for joining us on this episode of A Free Solution. We're out for the night on the WYSL audience. We'll keep going for the podcast and online audience. 
Have a great night, WYSL audience. Take care. All right. All right. That was fun. Yeah. Um. So so Tim, when is the zombie apocalypse supposed to start? Because I was I was told it was two twenty today, bro. What two eighteen though? They 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 jumped in early. Yeah. No, in I'm in middle of a phone call, which mean meant my alarm didn't go off. It like my phone like kind of beeped, <laughs> and then I could hear all the the alarms in the office going off. I'm like, oh, is it two twenty already? No, it's only two eighteen. It, it's it, it supposedly triggered the zombie apocalypse. I've been ready. I've been waiting for this ever since episode one of The Walking Dead, bro. I've been waiting. I just I know it's going to happen. Um, yeah. See, here's the thing. I know I'm not going to do well in the zombie apocalypse. I was I was just talking to my wife about this the other day. Um, my my situational awareness is not super great sometimes. <laughs> um, she once tried to prank me by sitting a skeleton like on top of my dresser. Like just like just standing up on my dresser, I did not notice. You didn't even see it. Didn't even see it. Like I just went in, got on, oh, okay, go grab oh my, my socks, grab my underwear, and got out of there. And and then she come. I, I go downstairs. She's like, "What? Did you uh notice anything weird when you're getting dressed?" Like, no, no. Why I should have? Took wow. me upstairs. Like you didn't notice that? I was like, "Oh, when'd you put a skeleton there?" It's like, like a day ago. Wow. <laughs> so so that being said, if if I'm like. If a zombie apocalypse is happening, I'm either going to try to, like, help them, like, oh, that buddy, that guy looks like he's having some trouble. Hey, buddy, would you like some, which I've done before. Like, I, there's a guy, like, stumbling around my neighborhood one time. Like, he was just not doing well. He was just having a bad time. He had been drinking too much. I, I walked over and tried to help him. And, um, and I, like, I walked up to my wife afterwards. She's like, you know, if that guy were a zombie, you would have been, been screwed, right? Like, oh. <laughs> he wasn't, though. He was just having a bad time, and he needed to sit for a second. And I, I talked to him, and... You know, made sure he was all right. She's like, yeah, but if he was a zombie, I was like, hey, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's all right. So I, I think that, that there's a chance that I would survive at least a short period of time um, and well enough to, to, if my kids make it back to me in a zombie apocalypse, that I could help them get set up relatively safely. Um, I My situational awareness is pretty well. I I am uh I do have a propensity towards violence though I don't engage in it very often like I'm like if something threatens me and mine I'm 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 there I'm ready right like I could take I'll at least take my best shot and uh so I think I would stand even though I need a, some medicine I think I would stand a chance of surviving for a while and I and I do know that I would go get medicine from the local store if I had to you know what I mean Oh sure Tim is a big fan of looting, folks. Like as soon as he thinks something's going down, he's uh, like, "All right, time to head to the pharmacy." That's it. You got to tool up, and uh, that's the first place you got to go. And and look, you're gonna have to fight your way into it, like because there's gonna be other people there. They're they're yeah. not. They're gonna get the drugs. You're gonna get the cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> I I think I'd quit smoking in a zombie apocalypse. I'd just give up on it. Be easier. Oh well, you you get the cigarette. Cigarettes are going to be currency, Tim. Oh, that's, that's right. Like you got you got to think. Yeah, you think. You know, like other people are going to want to keep smoking. True. We we have a rolling machine, so if worse comes to worse, we could be like cigarette producers. Ah, there you go. Yeah, that's smart manufacturers. Yeah. Also, all right. So, so Tim, Tim, Tim's going to do all right. He he's just like immediately going to loot the pharmacies. Yep. Uh, get, gonna gonna fight to survive. Me, 
I, I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like patient too. Like it's <laughs> you'll be like you'll be a zombie. I don't I don't like yeah. that idea, Kevin. We need to come up we need to come up with a better plan. Like I like if it if I if I don't get like it's either like I might be all right like if I if I'm aware of what's going on and like you know my alert levels raised but like if it's one of those like early ones like like if you ever seen like Shaun of the Dead where he's just kind of like walking around and be like uh people are being weird today like <laughs> you seen that movie yeah and he's like walking into the yes. store and there's like the guy like he's all you know messed up and he's just oh okay yeah oh, this guy's being kind of a jerk yes yeah, I that, saw Shaun uh, that that might be me Shaun of the Dead. It's a, it's a good one, you know. And his whole plan is like get to the pub, <laughs> get which, in and of itself, is not a bad plan. Like you, people who go to pubs would 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 have plans for surviving. Um, yeah. Most of them wouldn't yeah. implement them the though. Winchester, they would want to just stay in the pub. Yeah, I mean it's it's a place to hang out, you know. He'd... Yeah, but I said I got all this going on. I live in a city. Um. Yeah. So I'll be honest. Doesn't, doesn't look great for me. That's what I'm saying. Like everyone wants to think that they're going to be the hero of the zombie movie who like makes it. Yeah. I I know the odds. <laughs> <laughs> That's like. Well, I I do base some of my my judgment on the fact that I am in a rural setting. That that my neighbors are are we're not densely populated, so there wouldn't be immediate hordes of zombies in my neighborhood roving. I, I don't think. I think that the, the disease would have a hard time reaching us. Um, that was also one of my major complaints about the show. It's like, can't you just find a place, like, uphill? Like, zombies don't like walking uphill. Like, just relax a little bit. They're not going to come to you unless you're making a mess out of things. Like, I think you could outsmart zombies. They don't technically – I think it would be easier. You could dig a moat. Like, I had a backhoe when, when that – I could just <laughs> dig a moat around my house, and they could come to my house, and then they could just – get washed away down into the lake because I could dig big trenches where they would just fall into the lake. And then I'd oh, have yeah. a bridge so, that well, I'd it, it, it depends. It depends on the, the zombie, right? Some zombies in the movies, they can swim. They can kind of think a little bit. Mm. They they can they can do a bit. And other ones are like just mindless, you know, you know, hordes going after you and they can get trapped. Because I would always think like, well, just, just go to an island, right? Right. You know? And then like, are they are they limited? Are they supernatural zombies or are they limited by like you know, their physical bodies still, right? Like right. if they drown in a lake, their, their their body can no longer get oxygen. You know, okay. They, right. Uh, Walking know. Dead season two, episode seven, they threw zombies into the lake and the zombies stayed zombies. Like they, stayed, they, they, they just stayed they stuck around. Yeah, they, right. they were, they're not breathing. So they could oxygenate from the lake water. I did. I didn't. I didn't watch the all of the Walking Dead. I, I got like my my wife is terrified of zombies. She really, really does not like zombie it. stuff. So I can't watch any of it. Like so, the only thing I saw, I like, I watched Z Nation, which was like zombies, but like funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, was a good one. And Shaun of the Dead, which is also like it's like horror comedy. Yep. Um, I've watched a numerous, a numerous, uh, a a vast collection of zombie movies. Yeah, but but like I haven't seen World War Z because again, I mean, maybe I'll watch it eventually. But like, wife won't watch it with me, and and um, and I've seen Zombieland too again, but that one because it's 
That was kind of funny. So ar- arguably, the plans were just simply too complicated. In in I watched Fear of the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead, and and they just had these plans that were simply too complicated. They they could have just been simpler. Like even in 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 The Walking Dead, towards the end, they found a guy that lived in a shack, and he was just like pretty happy, you know. Like I, zombies don't really come here, you know what I mean? Like so that's that. Like you could live like yeah. that after the zombie apocalypse like don't bother rebuilding civilization just avoid the zombies it's simple <laughs> civilization is you know how you get you know the stuff tim yeah, it's, like it's, if I, if I, media look how that's turned out <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just like yeah facebook and twitter and, and x uh and, and instagram went away tomorrow you'd be like ah, whatever probably better off for it i i mean I mean, I just accept the reality of it. I, I don't right. know if I'd be better off or worse. That's fair. Yeah, yeah I guess you, you well, why get mad at something you can't do anything about, right? Well, guess the internet's down. Uh, I'd be, all right, well, I'd, make the best of it. I'd be giggling about the tweets I sent 10 years ago after, you know, like down the road. I'd be like, yeah. remember that one tweet, Tim? And I'd be like, hee, 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 that was really funny, you know? Like, I got like 2,000 likes for that. <laughs> 2,000 likes. Did, did you really? I don't remember you getting 2,000. Li- no, no, trust me. Like, we can't check it. I know, but trust me. Like, it just it's, it's trust great. me. I got 2,000, like 2,800 likes for, for the um, licensing um, issue in Florida after the hurricanes when they, they, this guy comes from Texas who has a, he has a roofing license in Texas and gets arrested in Florida. And I was just like, I posted a, a shot of the Reason magazine, and I was just like, "No words," and I got like three thousand likes for it because people were just like on fire. Like, how could a guy like he comes from Texas, has a license in Texas, brings supplies, brings his own food, and just wants to fix people's roofs for money, and, and like he gets arrested? And it's like there are people out there. Like, got, I got into arguments. People are like, "Oh, that guy's a jack leg or whatever the name they come up with," and I'm like people need roofs in Florida in short order. Like, what are you guys saying? Yeah. So I had great arguments over it. Got thousands of likes for my position. Yeah. Uh, it, it was the correct position. Yeah. Got retweeted um, by the Mises caucus. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But a <laughs> uh, big deal. It was a big deal. <laughs> uh, all right, I I don't know that I have much else to talk about, yeah. You know, other than like, yeah, the, the 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 FEMA alert thing that made all of our phones go off, which is I don't know, it's fine. I, I'm not really like bad about it. I I people do get get oddly um concerned with things like that. Um, I don't blame them in a way. Like, government is intrusive and increasingly intrusive. Um, so I I get it. Bill Gates dialing back his rhetoric. At the same time as Klaus Schwab is upping his rhetoric about global climate change, it's a very interesting time. ESG almost might be done. Like companies are giving up on it. They're just like, is this that? It didn't really make us any money. You know. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's what it was always going to be about. They thought that like virtue signaling the right way would make the money, but as soon as it actually cost them money, they're, they're going to be done. Right? Like it's. Yeah. But it doesn't preclude know, them from moving in that direction again. And buying more regulations, yeah, you know. I mean, and if they want to do it just by saying, like, "Well, we think that wind energy is the future, so we're going to invest in wind companies and solar companies and you now yeah. companies that respect our value." Okay, sure, that's your right. You have a right to spend your money in the same way that other people do. 
innovate the Go market. Ahead. As long as you're not like forcing people to do it, right? As long as it's not like here's this new SEC regulation that says you have to do things this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll do another show. Yeah. Okay. All, right. All right. Well, thanks again, folks, for joining us on a free solution. I think we're going to call it a night. Yeah, might as well. I got to work. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Have a great night, folks. Take care. Take care. A free solution.